that's some pretty music to kick off this podcast. Thank you to Andrew Parsons, who's our intro and outro music. This is, of course, Community is Our Middle Name, presented by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across the Grampians, Wimmera, Pyrenees region, including alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community age and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gamblers help support, community mental health support, Contact Grampians Community Health 53587400 for more information or hit up the website gch.org.au. My name is Gareth Olver and I'm going to be with you guys for the next half an hour or so. And this week with Are OK Day happening on Thursday, I'm speaking with Councillor Lauren Dempsey. Now Lauren, as well as being a councillor, also works for Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership as a prevention officer and, as you'll hear in our chat, has done some work with Black Dog Institute as well. Uh, Lauren's here to share some of her experiences with dealing with mental health and offer some tips and, and, and some strategies on how to deal with your own mental health as well, as well as talking about mental health in regional areas. We'll also be discussing suicide prevention as well. And if you are having some suicidal thoughts, contact Lifeline 13 11 14. That number again is 13 11 14. Or if you are after generalist counselling, don't hesitate to contact Grampians Community Health. Speak to our intake team, 53587400. Here's my talk with uh, Northern Grampians Shire Councillor, Lauren Dempsey. Hi, everyone. My name is Gareth Olver. Welcome to another episode of Community is Our Middle Name, presented by Grampians Community Health. And we're talking mental health. We're talking suicide prevention. We're talking Are You OK Day this week. And I'm with Lauren Dempsey from Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership. Should actually say Councillor Lauren Dempsey because Lauren is a member of the Northern Grampians Shire Council. So very involved in the local community across the, uh, across the Grampians Pyrenees Wimmera area. Lauren, thanks for joining us. Hi, Gareth. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, once again, we're doing this over remote as we're still in lockdown. Otherwise, uh, it would have been nice to catch up with, with Lauren. It is what it is. So, um, Lauren, before we get started, can you tell us a bit about what Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership is? We'll, we'll probably refer to it as PCP on, as we, as we go through, but can you just give people who don't know what it does, what, what you guys do a bit of an overview about what it is? Yeah, for sure. I guess, look, I get asked that question a lot over the years that I've worked there because a lot of people don't know what we do, which is fine because we sort of do a lot of behind the scenes work to support our member agencies and organisations locally to then support their communities they work with on the ground. So um, basically a health organisation that has a number of member organisations and as I said, we support them to do their work well and to connect with others doing similar work. So then that translates to supporting um, community at a grassroots level and we do a lot of strategic work as well. So that coordination between local organisations and statewide and um advocacy as well. So my role in particular is in preventative health. So I'm the prevention coordinator and I look at um, health from a perspective of before people become unwell. So how can we create environments locally that are supportive to people's health and well-being, that are accessible, that you know are cost-friendly and try to help remove those barriers for people to, you know, participate in physical activity, to be mentally healthy and well, to be eating healthy and well. So that works with a number of um, other health promotion officers across the Grampians Pyrenees catchment, which is Northern Grampians Shire, Ararat Rural City and Pyrenees Shire. Yeah, I'm really proud and supportive of the work we do. And yeah, it really connects with people in the community and 
on yeah at the community level and how we can sort of help them to live healthy lives I guess easier so we're kind of yeah those ninjas behind the scenes that support the work getting done rather than being visibly doing it yeah but but you've also been not necessarily ninja behind the scenes you've done a lot of advocacy around mental health and um, are you okay days on this week? It's uh, something you're quite passionate about. Can you give us a bit of a backstory about how you got involved with uh, the AUOK Day movement and, and mental health in general? Oh, well, where do I start, really? Um, as far as I've known of AUOK Day, I've been really aware of what it's all about and really appreciate the work that they do and the message behind it. So it's guess it's really important from my perspective there to be involved. Um, I've had my own sort of mental health issues in the past with, you know, depression and anxiety and navigating that process and how, how I can be support my own mental health as well as others. So I think for me, especially, are you okay day is important and it resonates because it, you know, sometimes that people that are really struggling, they want people to ask them, are you okay? It's hard for them to reach out and say, look, I'm not okay. So I think it's from an early on point of view for me, it was um, really just wanting to provide to others what I want for myself. And it um, shares a great message, really, the whole are you okay day movement and mental health in general. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. Okay, so, so Lauren, what sort of stuff do you assist with around Are You OK Day in the Grampians Pyrenees area? Um, there's a number of things, I suppose. I've always wanted to try and just do whatever I can as an individual each year to promote the day, promote awareness, and then to continue that conversation throughout the year. Um, are You OK Day is a really good reminder for us all, I think, to ask the question and ask, have a conversation openly about mental health, ask people if they're okay, um, and take the time to really stop and reflect and support one another. But at the same time, yeah, that day is just a reminder for us to do that any and every day, really. I guess from my perspective, I do what I can. So even if it's at a local level, like, just having a morning tea with staff and, you know, dressing everything up in yellow and having some food and just promoting that conversation. Or if it's, um, you know, talking at an event to a, to a group or, um, an organization, I've done that as well. Um, I've supported events locally, like bringing merchandise in and working with local cafes and businesses to spread the message a bit further. And then within my role at Grampians Pyrenees PCP, it's about sort of coordinating those networks to exist because there's a lot of people that want to do some great work around this day and I'm sort of aware of those people that exist so I support them to guess work together to create something that supports one another and it's not everyone doing things in isolation but it's working together to really get the community involved. So you, you spoke about you go to local cafes and businesses and, and try and get them involved. How receptive are local businesses to supporting days like Are You OK Day? Really good, really receptive. There's, it's always such a great uptake. Another role I have within my work role is working with the Arab Suicide Prevention Awareness Group. So there are a number of community members that have formed a group to support work happening across the Arat Rural City. And they've done that for a number of years now, which does bring on board local cafes, organisations, businesses, to sort of visualise that day as well and show what it's all about. And there's been such a really great uptake of cafes doing, you know, creating hundreds of cupcakes 
with Are You OK written on it and then selling them at a cost and then that donating that money to the Arat Suicide Prevention Group and then that money goes into supporting local activities, whether it be like mental health first aid training and other things like that as well. So it's quite overwhelming, I guess, the number of people willing to support Are You OK Day and to support mental health awareness in general. Yeah, and I know uh, you see a lot more uh, discussion around mental health nowadays, especially in, in media, and obviously that's a good thing. So if anything to get people activated is, is good, but do, do you think people really understand the depths of, of the need for mental health services, especially in regional areas? I think we're getting there. I think we've come a long way, but we've still got a long way to go. There's definitely people that are willing now and a lot more people really understanding mental health and I guess mental illness, especially and how to support people that are struggling. In terms of service systems and actual support, there's always work that can be done in that space, especially at a rural level. I think um, locally we're always crying out for funding from state and federal government to support resources and support services here because so many people need the support. We're already quite isolated being in rural areas, some from you know low SES backgrounds, some dealing with drought, and that sort of thing. There's a number of compounding factors that really we could use extra support in that space because services are just really struggling to keep up with the demand, especially now with COVID as well. It's just created this whole extra demand on the system that I, I don't know the answer to how how to see a way through that. It needs it needs to come from a higher place. Yeah, and that was actually going to be my next question about the spike that there may have been in the past 18 months. Due to the isolation that we've, we've all sort of had to endure uh, with the with the lockdowns and with working remotely and with schools being closed and things like that, has has there been any uh, increase that you know of um, amongst uh, young people, so people under eighteen, school age kids seeking assistance for mental health issues? From first hand experience, I'm not quite sure. I know that there's definitely a lot more uptake and a lot more work happening within schools and they've recognised this early on. That's why schools, especially across our oil city in Northern Grampian Shire, have been involved with the Resilience Project. So, you know, promoting resilience within schools and really getting kids to be able to have the skills to be equipped with dealing with difficult situations. And I think this has really helped put them in good stead for dealing with everything they're dealing with at the moment. It's so hard. But then at the same time, everyone can only deal with so much. And for kids, it's just a really confusing time. And, you know, they're in a, in lockdown, they're out of lockdown, they're at school, they're at home, you know, homeschooling. I can only really empathise with the kids and really the parents that have to continue to do that because it's a massive struggle. I know from my perspective, I've actually just had um, an appointment with my psychologist today and we were talking about the strain on the system and we've had to schedule our appointment, my series of appointments in advance because the system is just so strained that that's required. Normally, she would just be able to say at the end of the session, right, when do you want to have another meeting? But we've had to really think that out of how it's going to look because there's just such a big strain and people are really demanding and needing the support and the services are doing what they can to provide it, but there's just not enough available at the moment. Yeah, and it can be hard to get services in regional Victoria or regional Australia, really, at the best of times. 
um, not just in mental health, but in a lot of fields, um, which is which is unfortunate. Lauren, you touched earlier on about your mental health battles. We won't delve too deeply into those. That's a bit too personal for for a podcast. But what what were some of the strategies that you used? or still use, because as you and I both know, it's an ongoing battle. It's not something that, you know, like a broken leg that's fixed after a little while and, and doesn't come back. It does come and go. What are some of the strategies you have used to get yourself back to to a good place when you were really struggling? Well, I think it's taken a long time and a lot of hard work, but it's really important work to, um, also I am, like I'm always more than happy to have open discussions about mental health and mental illness and my experience because I think that's really important. It's not a taboo subject and that's something, you know, a message that's worth sharing as well for people that are struggling that, you know, they're not alone. And there's a lot of people actually dealing with probably very similar things on a daily basis. And I mean, it kind of just makes going through that a bit easier when you know there's other people feeling the same way um, and you can be support one another through that too. I think for me, I've learned a lot and I've made mistakes and I think at the beginning, I didn't really know what was going on. I was just trying to fumble my way through it and then when I realised that this isn't something that's going away, that I'm going to have to really yeah find strategies to manage it because it's not, as you said, a broken leg that will heal and be perfect again or it's not about for me just taking a tablet or taking a few months and then all right it's gone away this is something that I'm actually going to have to probably manage for the rest of my life and that's something I never wanted to believe at the time I thought no like I'll get better and it'll be it'll be something that's pushed behind me but it's just one of those things like your mental health is a spectrum and we're constantly going up and down that spectrum from, you know, severe mental illness, really struggling, dark places to, you know, happy moments, being okay and then being sort of in the middle as well throughout that. So I think once I kind of made peace with that and understood that, I've been working over the years to put a number of strategies in place. My Main one is talk therapy, like just speaking to someone helps so you're not in your own mind all the time and you can actually yeah, work with a professional to put those strategies in place because it's hard doing it alone and you shouldn't have to do it alone. And there's so there are so many people out there um, and services that are out there that can help. I've, you know, over the years, I've seen a number of counsellors, social workers, psychologists. And my main point for people listening as well is that one size doesn't fit all. One person, might it might not work for you or one strategy or one therapy might not work for someone. It might be finding that until you get the right fit. It can be the same with like a doctor or something as well. So for me, it's taken a while to it would have been great to know that earlier rather than going to someone and feeling like, oh, hang on, this isn't working, this isn't for me. But it's more about the person that can provide you with what you need. And that's what I found after all these years, which is really helpful. From that, um, a number of strategies, just simple things like stopping and breathing is something that I've put in place because I can be a person that, you know, gets caught up in the moment, go, 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 to actually stop and be mindful of, you know, what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and being really conscious of that, like noticing your thoughts, checking in with yourself, and then noticing how you're responding to those thoughts. Are you responding with kindness and compassion, or are you just 
do you just have this negative voice in your head beating yourself up constantly, which, you know, at the end of the day is not helping anyone. It's not helping yourself. So, look, I could talk for ages on strategies I've put in place, but I think my main point is just to reach out and seek help. It's oh, Sometimes I can't even do it. I've just been like, no, nah, right, I'm fine. But then think like, what is my body really telling me? So during COVID, meditation and mindfulness has been really, really beneficial. And it just gives me that time to stop and reflect and appreciate the moment I'm in because it's a shit time. (laughs) Might need to bleep that out for the podcast, but (laughs) um, it's really trying on a lot of people, but it's not going to last forever. So to sort of appreciate even the smallest things like the sunshine or, you know, going outside for a walk and breathing in the fresh air or whatever it is, you know, aren't we lucky that we have that as opposed to, you know, people that are, I mean, everyone's suffering in some way, but I think, well, aren't I, aren't I thankful that, you know, I don't have COVID and I'm not going through something really terrible that, you know, affects your respiratory system. I can just stop and breathe and it's so little, but it's so much. Yeah. And look, some of the stuff you said really resonated with me because you and I have have discussed this sort of stuff a bit uh, over the last couple of years. And um, I think it also goes to show just the way societies change in, in dealing with and, and looking at mental health. I remember when I first was diagnosed many, many, many years ago, uh, probably probably about 16 or 17 years ago now, and I was prescribed medication. And, and I remember my mum actually saying to me, she said, oh, you know, how long do you think you're going to need to be on that for? And that was sort of the thinking at the time was, okay, you take these tablets and then, and then you feel better. It was actually, um, someone actually said to me one day, she said, why, why have you stopped taking your, your medication? I said, oh, because I'm feeling okay. She said, okay, well, put it this way. If you had a heart issue, would you stop taking your heart medication? Said, no, of course not. She said, well, this is the same thing. It's looking after yourself. And, and the other thing is, um, you do tend to pick up how you're going to, you're going to be for the next few days. I liken it to being on a roller coaster. So some days you are riding the roller coaster and you're on the way up and everything feels wonderful. And then all of a sudden, bang, you hit that downhill and everything's terrifying and, and your anxiety levels go through the roof. And it's, um, yeah, I think finding your own ways to deal with it, in addition to some of the other stuff you said, especially speaking to someone, professional help is, is very, very important, be it your GP, psychologist, or even a counsellor, and there's um, there are counselling services available across this part of the world. So, Lauren, we might take a very, very short break, and uh, we'll come back and I'm going to ask you a few questions about some stats regarding suicide in regional areas. So, we'll be back very, very shortly. Community is our middle name is proudly presented by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing the Northern Grampians, Arrant Rural City, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire and Yarriambiak Shires. Services available include support for alcohol and other drug issues, carer support, community aged and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of sectors, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gamblers help support, community mental health support, and much, much more. If you'd like to find out more about the services available at Grampians Community Health, log on to our website, www.gch.org.au, or contact us, 0353587400, or visit one of our main offices in Horsham, Stall and Ararat. Grampians Community Health is here for you, your family and our community and is proud to bring you Community is Our Middle Name. 
Okay, welcome back. And uh, I'm here with Council Lauren Dempsey from the Northern Grampian Shire Council, who is actually here as Lauren Dempsey from Grampian's Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership today with her community hat on. With We're talking AOIK Day, we're talking mental health. We're talking suicide awareness and suicide prevention in regional areas. And, and Lauren, you and I were just talking off air about suicide rates in regional Australia in particular. And the, the, the figures aren't good. Um, especially amongst young men. So uh, young men aged 15 to 24 in regional areas are 1.5 to 1.8 times more likely to end their life by suicide than people in cities. What can we do about this? What, what's, what, what steps can be done to, to stop that? Because it's a shocking statistic. Yeah, it's really hard to hear a lot of those stats, and especially young men, I think. There's such a stigma around not talking and not seeking help and that being a sign of weakness, especially for males. There's this whole stigma of them having this macho personality, being strong and being unbreakable. But at the end of the day, we're all human and we all deal with lots of different things in our lives. And it's so important to know that having feelings and expressing those feelings or talking to someone about it or seeking help is okay. If that's the message you know, I'm trying to relay, I guess. That's what I've found helps me and that's what i found is important, that talking about it is very helpful. There's, I definitely see more of it happening. Um, you know, like around the footy field and the boys getting together and supporting each other a bit more. There's a bit more conversation that happens or, oh, I better check in on him, make sure he's doing all right or you don't seem to be yourself. Is, is there anything going on? Can I help you? Obviously, I don't have, you know, I'm not a bloke, so I can't speak from that perspective. But from a peripheral perspective, I see and hear some of those conversations happening a bit more and people speaking up and reaching out. And I think we just need to keep encouraging that and to be doing that. And not as people who are suffering, but as the family and friends and people that are seeing someone that is struggling, they need to be the ones to say, look, like, pull someone aside and say, how, hey, how are you going? Like, you know, I've noticed you're not your normal self or, you know, maybe you're not performing as great on the footy field or you're coming late to training all the time. That's not like you. Is there something going on you want to talk about? Or like, it can be so simple as a conversation like that, but then they actually might go, oh, well, actually, yeah, things are pretty tough at the moment. So it's just looking out for one another, having open, honest conversations. And, you know, it really brings it back to the message of are you okay? And are you okay day that, as I've said, it's a day that's a reminder for us to do it any day and every day that we can to support ourselves and one another in our communities, especially, as you said, rurally and regionally. We have this great sense of camaraderie where we band together in times of need and when in small communities when there's things that are happening that we can support one another. So I think it's just continuing on with that mentality. And, and look, also probably lack of services in regional areas as well. And, you know, we're, we're lucky here that we have some places that offer counselling like Grampians Community Health, for example, that does generalist counselling and things like that. But for places that are further away from, from the bigger cities, it's probably much tougher to find services. And, and I think there is a study, and I don't have it with me at the moment, saying that the further you are from a capital city or from a major city, and it probably include places like Ballarat or Bendigo in this, the more likely you are to to have suicidal thoughts, which is really quite scary. So what, what, how can we get more services in the regional areas? And put your politician hat on for a second. So for when, when you become Prime Minister in about 10 years, what, what would be your your push? What would be, what would be a, a project that you'd want to spearhead in regards to services for people in country areas? Well, yeah, that's right. It's really all about 
the advocacy and the push to say, like, we need this, we need this really, because the numbers and the statistics and the data speaks for itself and it is alarming and not good enough. We've we've come far enough in society that we can we need to be supporting one another. We need to be supporting everyone rurally, remotely, regionally, um, in metro areas too. It's about really it's about reminding Melbourne or wherever, like Canberra, Melbourne, whoever, that we still exist. Raising the flag for rural people and saying, look, we're here to we're suffering and we need support we need the funding we need the services and yeah we just i don't even know <laughs> um well let, let me just just flip that around because i you know we, suicide rate is 40 percent higher in regional areas than it is in, in in metro areas is that something where we as a community or various community groups like you spoke of football clubs earlier on and i'm also thinking of things like men's sheds even something like a cwa or local school groups where we, we get together and say we're taking this into our own hands because we do struggle to get to get services and we do struggle to get funding. And look, we might be a bit out of sight, out of mind in, in parts of regional areas. I did say there are services around here, so we're quite lucky for that fact. But is, is it something where maybe regional people need to get together and say, hey, okay, we need to actually maybe look at doing something ourselves. I know where I live, we have a community dinner once a month when it's not COVID times. And it's a great thing. It brings the whole community together. Everyone gets together and has a chat. It's fantastic. Do you think we need more community-based uh, ways of dealing with with uh, issues like this? I mean, I think it helps, and I think communities rurally are already really good at that. They um, are able, as I said, to band together in times of need and support one another. And I think that does come from not having anything else. The services aren't there, so we have to find other ways to support each other. But we can only do that for so long that we need external support to help as well because it creates such a burden and burnout on people locally. So I think it's important to empower community to, you know, um, look at social inclusion, look at resilience, look at, yeah, just events or get-togethers or wherever it is that supports one another's mental health. But at the same time, we need those external services as well to really, yeah, drive those stats down because that's just way too high. We don't need that. No, definitely not. And there, there are services around here, as we as we said, uh, mentioned earlier, the Grand Community Health uh, does specialist counselling and, and does some work in the mental health space as well. Lauren, what, what would be the take-home message for people from this, from, from your perspective? Anyone listening to this and, and they're either, you know, struggling a bit themselves or they're worried about someone else? Well, actually, let, let's, let's focus on that for a second. If if you've got someone who's you think is struggling a bit, you're quite worried about them, how would you approach that person and how would you broach the subject of them maybe going to get help or, um, you know, trying to provide a little bit of assistance yourself? Yeah, this is something that I've learned over time, I think, through many situations. But what I really found useful was mental health first aid training. The idea of that really builds the skills of people to support Others recognizing signs and symptoms and then working out the steps from there. Even, even if you look at the message of are you okay and the four simple steps, which now off the top of my head, trying to remember them is going to be fun, but, um, I it's actually about, have right here yeah, in front of me, Lauren, at the moment. I'll do my best. It's very, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll tell you if you got them right. <laughs> um, asking are you okay? Listening without judgment. 
So that's really important. Once you ask the question to someone, then being prepared for the response. So if they say no, then what do you do? And that's kind of the step we're talking about now. And that's then um, looking at where they can go to seek help. And as you said, Grampians Community Health is one that's a really good place to start, I believe, to get external support. And then having a look, it might be, um, you know, Kids Helpline or Lifeline or online Headspace, Beyond Blue, even are you okay with resources online that people can tap into? So providing those resources to people. But then you, then you have to remember to follow up with that person. So it's all right to have that conversation once and they say they're not okay. And then, you know, you go off about your day, but checking back in and following up and saying, well, oh, so just wondering how'd you go with those resources I sent you? Have you, have you thought about making an appointment? Did you want to catch up for a coffee and chat about it a bit further? So just knowing that that person who's struggling has that support there and that it's, you know, sort of not just a one-off, but there's someone that, you know, really cares and listens to them. How did I do with that kind of summed up those four steps? <laughs> you got you got three out of four. So um, ask, are you okay is the first one, which which you got right. Then it was listen without judgment, spot on. Encourage action was the third one. Did you cover that? Sort of, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Oh, that, and well, that's the thing. We'll give you that, okay. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and number four was check in. So, you know, four out of four, we'll give you the four out of four, 100%. Well done. Well, you can, uh, you can have some AYK day merch that you have to order yourself anyway. Um, <laughs> Lauren, obviously it's not looking good for us to be out and about for AYK day this year, but what, what are your plans on the actual day? I mean, it's such a shame, isn't it? But at the same time, I still see there's so much we can do. Um, when this day comes around and any of this sort of thing, I really love to do what I can in my community to make it known and make it visible that we're an inclusive community that are here to support one another. And yeah, our organisation has ordered sort of a bunch of merchandise from IUOK Day with resources as well to support that message. So we've contacted a number of cafes and, you know, health organisations that are willing to have the resources and promote them, even if it's just a little, um, are you okay sticker on your coffee that you get from when you're going going out to grab a coffee or, you know, a little are you okay flag on a muffin. But at the same time, it, you know, there's cards available that do have those four steps on it. So, you know, if I was quick enough to have one on me, could just whip it out and have read those four steps. <laughs> and it's, yeah, four really simple steps, which obviously can be fairly easy to remember. I, I think I did a pretty good job <laughs> You did an excellent job, yeah. Yeah, it's simple and easy and that anyone can do and then it's a good proctor and a good reminder to do that. So I I encourage everyone, if possible, on the day or any day to support a local business that's open. Go to your local cafe, grab a coffee or, you know, a tea or whatever it is you drink, a bottle of water. And even just go for a walk with a friend because I'm pretty sure that's allowed (laughs) still that just with one other friend or do what whatever's within the restrictions of grabbing grabbing a drink and asking someone to go for a walk and have a chat or just make sure you reach out to someone on the day and ask them if they're okay and then follow those four steps. If- Even doing something like this, uh, a FaceTime call to uh, to a family member who maybe you know you can't go and see at the moment because of the, the current restrictions. Just just I agree checking in with people um, and yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll get some stuff to take down to our local cafe out here to, to support AUAK Day so let's hope we can get the message out a bit more even though we're 
you know, obviously in lockdown. And I think it's it's more important now than ever that we get this message out and about uh, about people having a chat and you know, trying to drive those suicide numbers down because they are really shocking numbers that we we're seeing at the moment. Lauren, have you got anything else you'd like to you'd like to give a shout to? Do you want to um do you want to give your blog a bit of a plug? <laughs> Well, look, Council Life is really busy. I've taken a back seat from um, a lot of my mental health advocacy stuff in the background, but I'm still around to encourage and support the message at any opportunity I can. Right before COVID, actually, I did some Black Dog Institute training to become a speaker, I guess you'll call it, um, to, you know, go to run presentations as well for people and provide them key messages. So, you know, there's things like that that exist as well. And we've had to adapt to an online space and there's just many ways we can work around it as well. It warms my heart on Are You OK Day just to even, if I'm picking up my phone and scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something and seeing pretty much every post is about Are You OK Day and I love that. And what I would really like is to see that momentum and that kindness flow on every other day of the year and I mean it does to an extent but to sort of have it visible it helps people like me who struggle a lot with their um, mental health to not feel so alone I guess to know you know people are, are out there that care they you know that people are willing to listen and so yeah if people can continue to reach out to one another a neighbor family, friend, someone on the day or at any point to have a conversation, even just to see how they're going. I think it's great. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, Lauren's, Lauren's Trick to Happiness is the, the blog if you want to check that out. Lauren, I appreciate you giving up a bit of time today. I know you're extremely busy between your council commitments and work and Everything else you've got going on, you're um, one of the busiest people I think I know, which is, um, which is, you know, not necessarily a bad thing when you, especially when you have some mental health stuff, because sitting around and thinking about how terrible it can be is one of the worst things you can do. So, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you uh, joining us on Community Zone and Renee. Thanks for having me. Been my pleasure. And I hope it was a pleasure for you guys to listen to this week's podcast. Thanks again, Councillor Lauren Dempsey from Northern Grampians Shire Council and from Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership for joining us to discuss mental health, to discuss Are You OK Day, uh, and to discuss suicide prevention. So if you want more information around Are You OK Day, head to areyouokday.org.au. And if you were a bit troubled by some of the discussion around suicide or if you've been having some suicidal thoughts or you think you need you need help and you need someone to uh, to speak to, contact Lifeline 131114. Or you can also get generalist counselling from Grampians Community Health if you contact us on 5358 7400. Or you can uh, check out the website, gch.org.au as well. All right, we'll be back next week with another show. Thank you to um, to you guys for listening. Just a reminder that Grampians Community Health uh, are here for you, your family, and our community, and we service a wide range of towns across Western Victoria, and we provide a wide range of services as well, everything from counselling to case management to uh, drug and alcohol support, um, uh, NDIS support coordination, plan management, you name it, Grampians Community Health probably does it. This podcast has been recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwong people, and we'd like to acknowledge all elders past, present and emerging. Now, you can also follow Grampians Community Health on social media on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or on Instagram and Twitter at GCH Grampians. 
the intro and outro music for this show are original compositions by Andrew Parsons, and we thank you very much for those. Everyone, my name is Gareth Oliver, of course. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back again very, very shortly with another episode of Community is a Middle Name, presented by Grampians Community Health. Mm-hmm.